Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everyone, to the 190th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms and Teens podcast. I'm Colleen O'Grady, the host of the show. I think one of the things that gives moms gray hair, and thank God for hair color, is when your teen is learning to drive, and then when you have a licensed teenage driver. I remember when my daughter was getting her driving hours, and she was driving, and I was in the passenger seat. She was on edge because she could tell that I was stressed. And then I said, there's a stop sign. And then she looked at me. Okay, that's not fair. I probably said, there's a stop sign. And then she looked at me and not the road and yelled, what? And drove right through the stop sign. And thank God nothing happened. Sitting in the passenger seat with a beginning driver and not having any control. Let me just say I was not very good at it. Today, I am bringing in an expert who can help us with safety tips for teenage drivers. Leah Waldenbach is the co-founder and head of growth of Zootoby Driver's Ed, a gamified e-learning platform pioneering online driver's education by making it fun, affordable, and accessible for all. Waldenbach founded Zootoby to help teens get proper driver's education and make the roads a safer place. So welcome, Leo. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. So I think this is going to be a real important conversation for the moms because we're going to talk about driver's education, everything around teens and driving. I know a lot of moms listening have a lot of anxiety about their teens who have their driver's license or if you have a teen that's demanding to get their driver's license. So there's a lot of anxiety both ways. So Leo, you created a app called Zatobi Drivers Ed. So before we get into exactly what that app is, I mean, why are you interested in driver's education? Like kind of what's the backstory for you? It's a good question. So for me, it actually started when a friend of mine was involved in a very serious road accident. She was um, riding a bicycle and got hit by a driver and received permanent brain damage. Mm. And yeah, that's really impacted my life. It impacted, I saw how many people's lives it impacted. And I just saw how devastating road accidents can be. Then when we came up with the idea, it just felt natural because I knew the effects of road accidents from personal experience. And then I saw the statistics and I saw that, you know, nearly 40,000 people in the U.S. die each year from road accidents. Mm. And I just thought, all right, we can do something about this. It can be improved because there's no reason so many people has to die on the roads each year. And that's how we came up with the idea. And it just felt natural. Mm, so important. So how bad is it really? What are some of the statistics? Yeah, it's really bad to tell you the truth. And the thing is, the small ray of hope, the small light 
has actually vanished a bit these last few years because the last few decades we've seen a clear trend that road accidents are going down it's getting better but now with the covid pandemic that trend has reversed so now year over year we've seen an increase in 20 percent of in road deaths so that's an increase from about 35,000 road deaths to 38,000 now in 2021 it said that it's going to be over 40,000 so we're right now seeing a massive increase in road fatalities road accidents road injuries and it's the same for teenagers so if you look at teenagers specifically it's up 20 percent year over year and we expect a similar trend for 2021 so the thing is really bad and we're talking about thousands of people dying tens of thousands throughout the whole nation and hundreds of thousands of teenagers being injured in road accidents so it's really a big problem and these injuries stick with these teenagers sometimes throughout their entire lives so help me understand how covid correlates to road accidents yeah to be quite honest no one actually really knows because this was precisely the opposite of what people expected so when covid hit people expected right people are going to be driving less they're going to be home so less drivers should mean less or fewer road accidents but now we've seen completely the opposite we've seen a massive increase and when looking at the statistics, I looked at all of them. I can see that a big part of that increase is drunk driving. And, mm. you know, that could be for a whole lot of reasons. People mm. are at home, they're feeling lonely, they're feeling depressed, maybe a whole variety of reasons. That might be part of the increase. Otherwise, I can't really say nobody knows. But all we can say is that there has been uh, a trend shift. Yeah, the increase of alcohol and drunk driving, that makes sense in terms of COVID to me. So I'm going to ask advice for two different audiences. So what advice would you have first for the moms who have like 13, 14, 15-year-olds, so they haven't really started driving yet? So what advice would you have for them? Yeah, good questions. So the first thing I would say is that you have to be a good role model. And this is something that... Mm -hmm. A lot of moms and dads, they say stuff like they say, oh, don't use your phone when driving. But then when they're driving, they themselves use their phone. And that sends mixed signals to the child. So if you say, oh, all right, you can't use your phone, you can't be speeding, you can't be driving aggressively, and then you do all of those things yourselves, your actions don't match your words, and your teenager will disregard. They won't follow what you say. So that's really important. You have to do what you preach. The second thing I think is that's really, really important and that's underestimated is uh, actually having a good resource for driver's education. So I think everything starts with the foundation. So how can we make sure that your child gets the best foundation that they can have? And that comes through reading theory. And a lot of Teenagers have to go through state-approved driver's education courses. But the problem with those are that they're often boring. They are lacking material. They are simply not made for the student in mind. You can have your gym teacher, which doesn't necessarily have to be a problem, but it can. 
be um, teaching these courses. You can take courses online that have the state mandated information, but they're structured in a poor way. So the kids don't feel encouraged to, stu to study and they won't retain the information, which is the most important. And then you need to like the kid needs to understand why am I learning these things? Because for most teenagers, the most important thing is, all right, I want my permit. I need to pass my permit test. I want to drive alone and I want it now. Mm -hmm. But you have to like stop that and say, all right, but first you need to understand, you need to get this foundation. Why do we have these rules? Why are they in place? Why do you have to follow them? So that's really important because otherwise they won't stick to them. And we can see that in the data. Multiple studies have shown that teenage drivers are much, much more likely to be involved in serious road accidents the moment that they start driving without the supervision of a licensed driver. And this shows a lack of understanding because then we start seeing all of these poor driving behaviors like speeding is a big one, about 45 percent of all deaths have some speeding related drunk driving is also a big one about 25 percent of the teenage fatalities the kids are actually drunk which is really weird because they're not allowed to drink and then the last one is distracted driving and that's the mobile phones for the most part mm -hmm. and lack yeah. of scanning so yeah. these are like three really big areas that the kids need to understand how to conduct themselves on the roads. Other than that, when your kid starts driving, I think it's important to have rules and like set up structures and understanding about what's coming ahead. So, for example, parents have the opportunity, they have the power to limit, tell their kid, right, you're not allowed to drive with passengers the first two years when you have your license. This is especially important if you have a boy. So if your kid is a boy, we see so, so clearly in the data that with each additional passenger, they become more reckless, they become overconfident. And we see so many more accidents with passengers, especially teenage passengers. Uh, phones, you can enforce rules, like they have to put their phone in a specific mode like driving mode or install some kind of app when they're driving and also you can enforce rules for when they're allowed to drive and for this to work you need to know when they shouldn't be driving and that's weekends after 9 p.m because that's when we see the most accidents for mm -hmm. teenagers so if you restrict your child from driving after 9 p.m on weekends or just any day you will actually be able to help them avoid accidents and get that experience that they need before they can drive alone in the dark. And once again, the education, proper education is the most important, I think, because that's where everything starts and everything builds from education. Okay. Well, and I would say maybe the positive trend that I am seeing is that more kids are Ubering when they are drinking. Not that we're saying that's great that they drink, but it seems like they are taking Ubers. Are you seeing yeah. that in literature? No, actually not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know if it's... Maybe it's, it's just Texas. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if it's something we think or if they actually do it. And we can't see any connection with Uber becoming popular and a decrease in drunk driving fatalities either with teenagers or any other drivers 
we've actually seen that it's been relatively stagnant over these last few years. And now this latest year, we've seen a bump in mm. after COVID. And one more thing I think is really important is that we can also clearly see in the data that this is community specific. So, well, communities that have issues with drunk driving, they tend to continue to have these issues. So we've, at Sutobi, we've done reports for three years in a row, actually ranking the states from the best to the worst. And we can see that for three years in a row, it's basically the same states in the bottom and in the top. And this suggests that these states, the mentality is different and that there's an acceptance of drunk driving. So I think that the most important thing is just to make everyone in the community aware of the dangers and um, making sure that friends tell you like, hey, you've been drinking, maybe you should stay over, take an Uber or something like that. And we can see that this is really connected to specific states as well, which is extremely interesting. Huh, wow. So going back to the teen who has, isn't driving yet and parents who are looking at these teens who want, like you said, get my driver's license now. One of my thoughts is I don't think that a teenager should get their driver's license just because they turned 16. And they think that they deserve that. But I think that's directly related to how responsible they are. Because if they, they're not showing themselves responsible and little things, you don't want to give them this humongous vehicle that can do damage to many people if they're irresponsible. What are some of the characteristics that you think a young driver needs to have to start to drive? Yeah, that's a really good question. So first, characteristics. I haven't been thinking about it like that in terms of characteristics, but I think that the one of the most important things is that it it's, has to be someone with with strong character. So it has to be someone that can stand up to their friends and say, no, I'm going to be driving responsibly. I'm going to be following the rules of the road. I'm going to drive at the speed that I feel comfortable with. So that's an extremely important to be strong and confident in yourself. And I mean, I, I guess that most parents like have a feeling if their child will be able to have this responsibility but i think that's extremely important because overconfidence and change in behavior when you're with other people that's really a big one for specifically teenagers and we've also seen that driving anxiety is a big one so a lot of teenagers feel stressed and anxiety when they're driving and that's not particularly good because then for example you can easily be influenced by other drivers. Like if you're at an intersection and you want to take it slow, but you're feeling stressed, there's a driver behind you. You might take that turn before you should because you're feeling stressed. You're feeling the mm. pressure. That also ties into being strong with yourself, feeling, all right, it's more important that I am driving safely than the fact that I'm pleasing the driver behind me. So that also ties into that fact that you have to have a strong character. And I think that's really, really important because otherwise it's so easy to be influenced by all of these different drivers, all of your friends, all of these different factors when driving. Yeah, I would add the ability to control your emotions. I mean, manage alcohol and control emotions because if you rage, 
rage driving. And again, that goes back to what you're saying in terms of we need to be modeling for our teens self-control when we drive and to set a good example, like you said, not to be on our phones or to not speed or to not be distracted for women. We don't put all our makeup on while we're driving kind of things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, that, that kind of thing, like it's, when I look online, like all of the comments are like, oh, women drivers are not as good as men. And I can tell you when looking at the statistics, that's not true. That's a stereotype that's not true because men stand for the majority of all driving accidents. When Mm. it comes to drunk driving, men are four times as likely to be involved in a fatal accident. Distracted driving, three times as likely. Men are much, much more dangerous and they're more likely to be influenced by friends and have overconfidence. Or if boys were driving like girls, then it would be, the roads would be (laughs) much, much safer. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, I've seen the same research in terms of there is definitely a group think with especially boys and risk. And yeah, they're much more likely to speed to break rules. The more you add another boy into the mix. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's like exponential. Yes, yes. I'll hear teens say, oh, my gosh, you know, I saw all the pictures of the accidents and like kind of whatever, and they're detached from the message of that. And do you think showing graphic pictures to teens like will motivate them to not get into accidents? Is that even a gender thing like that might affect some and some others it won't affect? Yeah, I think it will definitely affect teenagers but i think it's short term that's the thing i think all of these things are short term and that's why i'm pushing towards proper education because if you see a picture you might be afraid for three days when you're driving or but then you forget about it because then some nothing happens to you after these things i think that we can see a change in behavior for a few days a few weeks but nothing that lasts for a long time The only way to actually have long lasting effects is to have proper education. You need to understand why you should be following these rules. You need to understand the reasoning behind it. You need to know why it's so important. You need to understand it. That's where the long lasting safety comes in. The safety aspect that I think people will follow. And because the thing is, otherwise, I've been in these situations myself. I can't tell you exactly when, but when I've seen something and I'm like, wow, I really have to change. And I change, but I only change for three days or a week or two. Maybe it's something related to eating or something related to all types of things. We've all been in this situation when we read something, we see something, and then we're, we become really scared, but only f- for a short time. And I think that's how it is for the majority of people. So I think people need the proper education. And I also think drivers should be forced or it should be mandated to refresh your knowledge every 10 or 15 years. So you stay on top of your game. I'd agree with that. And I would add accountability is needed. So for the young driver, I think they need the accountability. Is there any research about the parents tracking them while they're driving and tracking their speed in terms of safety? That's a really good question. I think I haven't seen any research like that. From the research I've looked at, I think that those things work 
when you're doing it. But as soon as you stop doing it, then it becomes kind of like this freedom feeling for the teenager. All right, now my parents are not tracking my speed. So you want them as a parent, I would assume you want them to follow these rules, even though you you aren't tracking their speed. So it's mm-hmm. like you want them. And I think that's probably the issue with all of these things. You need them to understand why it's important. If you're tracking and you have, you can put in the rules, like I said, and it will help them gain the experience before they actually are in the situation. Like if you restrict them from having passengers, they will gain experience on the road before they have those passengers that increase the risk of a crash. But something like speeding, it's very difficult to enforce. And then I think it might just result in the fact that when you stop tracking them, they will just disregard. And nearly none of the accidents happen when you're driving with the supervised driver, because then you know what you have to do and you're under the supervision of someone. So you're driving safely. But then when you stop driving with the supervised driver, suddenly the risk of an accident goes up 300% in the next four months or something. Mm, It's the most dangerous time is precisely when you stop teaching your kid and they start driving alone that's when we see so many accidents and then it remains high throughout their entire teenage years as well all right so the moms listening are saying that what can i do when my teen does have a driver's license what's my part how can i help keep them safe one thing that's really important is that they drive the state mandated hours for example in california you have to drive 50 hours with your kid 10 hours at night and then when you reach that level you he or she can drive by themselves now and that's okay because we've done our driving hours But that's not really true. I think that you should try to drive as much as possible before you you let your kid drive by themselves. I think more behind-the-wheel practice is really important. I think also that more behind-the-wheel practice with a licensed instructor is also really important because you as a parent, and this is something we clearly see, that teenagers might start with driving lessons with a licensed instructor and learn all these things, but then the parents take over. And here, I think it's really important that parents every now and then hire an instructor because the instructor will see things that parents can't. I think the time to influence your kid is before they drive alone. Afterwards, I think it's really difficult to do it because it's very difficult to say like, hey, we're going to start be driving together again and you're going to read this theory. So I think that's it's very difficult once they start driving by themselves. I would add, if they did what you said in the beginning and they have some clear rules about driving and I think that you, again, I think even if they've been driving for a year, that the same prerequisites that they have ability to control emotions and respect the rules and have self-control, then if they're not showing that, then they don't need to be driving. Yeah, you know, if, that's if true. They're, if there are signs that they're not respecting curfew, you find weed in the car or empty beer bottles in the car. I think you can, again, it's a privilege to drive. They don't automatically get to drive. I think that's where a direct consequence to their actions is related to the car. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, of course, parents should should look for that type of behavior and talk with the kids if they see something like that. But I also think that 
the time to influence them, to really influence them and make them safe drivers, that's when you're driving with them, when they're getting their learner's permit, when they're studying for their permit test. I think that's the time when you can really influence because if you, otherwise, I think that if you take away their driver's license when they already have one, when they've, they've started driving alone, then I think that when they get older, when they're adults, they will just start driving the same way again. So you've just prolonged the inevitable. So I think that's a big, big issue. And it's highly unlikely that your kid then will actually reread the rules of the road properly and get their own driver, their own um, education. That's like something parents need to make sure from the beginning. I think it's very difficult to get young adults, get teenagers to do this by themselves because they just want to pass their permit test. They just want to do their driving lessons and start driving alone. They just want the end goal. They don't want to do all of the work on the way. And that's kind of where it's important for the parent to come in early and set these rules to make sure that they are safe. So any other safety tips for teenagers to keep in mind when they're driving? I think it all comes back to what I talked about before. Take it slow. It's okay to drive slowly. The time when when you're practicing with your parents, that's the time you should really use to learn as much as possible before you start driving alone. It's important that you know the most dangerous aspects of driving for teenagers, which is overconfidence, speeding, drunk driving, and distracted driving. Those are really big. Um, And if you know that, then you can actually spend time to become better in those areas because that's where we see the most severe accidents. So that's where you should be spending your time. So how can Zootobi help? Yeah, what we've tried to do or what we've done, we provide fun material. We've made the boring handbook, the boring questions. We provide them in an easy to understand format and it's written by experts in education. Everything is based on scientifically proven learning methods and everything is made for the student in mind. So we've had massive success in encouraging students to actually study. And that's our strongest area to actually give them motivation to study. So we've gamified the process. We've made it fun. We've included these scientifically proven learning methods like short lessons, a lot of illustrations, videos, images. We have great material. So I think that's really where we excel. We are not state approved, but that allows us to put the student first. And I think that's where we are so strong because we are not chained by state laws. So we are not chained by how things have to be set up because most of the state legislation, these state approved driver's education courses, they have to be set up a certain way. And that's based on the legislation, but not on the student. So we can actually provide better quality and it's made for your kid. So we see a lot of kids that feel like they don't get enough proper education, taking state approved driver's education courses that just want to use us as an extension. Give me an example of how you motivate kids to learn. They can earn awards, they can level up, they can compete against their friends. So we have a leaderboard, Um, they get this chest that they get to open. It's really made like a game. Okay, that's cool. I like that. 
All right. So you've given us a lot of good advice. Any last advice for the moms? Don't underestimate the impact you can have. If you put these rules in place, you tell your kid why they are important. You're a good role model. You make sure that they receive the best driver's education. You make sure that they receive enough time behind the wheel, proper instructor-led education. There's no reason why they won't be safe behind the wheel. All right. So how can they contact you if they have questions? So my email is leo at sutobi.com, or they can just go to our website and see our courses. We have a lot of free material that they can read that will be helpful for them as parents and that their kids also can use. So give me an example of something that's free on your website. Yeah. Parents would be interested in. We go through what they should know as a parent that's a supervising driver and the pros and cons versus having an instructor. We also go through driving in bad weather, so different weather conditions. We go through the most common reasons for teenagers being involved in accidents. We go through how they should prioritize the lessons, what they should start with, when they should start driving in the dark. So we have a lot of information for parents and a lot of information about just general driving safety. Well, that's wonderful. I I think it's obvious that your goal is to bring down those statistics. Yeah. And I really think we are making safer drivers. So I think if everybody used Satobi, I think there would be a lot fewer road accidents. All right. Well, Leo, thank you for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms and Teens podcast. This podcast has been helpful. I would absolutely love it if you could go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five star review. This makes it easier for other moms like you to find the support and encouragement they need. Also, my award winning best selling books, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, and my newest release book, Dial Up the Dream Making Your Daughter's Journey to Adulthood the Best for Both of You. You can find both of these books wherever books are sold. And you can find other great resources and contact me at ColleenOGrady.com. And that has two L's and two E's. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.